Good morning to you. This is Gene Dickinson. Joining me in the studio, your host, Alyssa Young. We should be uh, on air in about two hours. Um, it's O-Dark 30. We're just getting up in our... Wait a <laughs> second. How can it be 8.05 when it's so dark and drizzly and gray and yuck? I don't know, <laughs> but I don't like it. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. Alyssa's not in the best of moods this morning. She is more of a sunshine kind of girl. Oh, yeah. Just more of a, hey, wouldn't that be great if we could see this guy? That mm. would be really, really wonderful. Uh, welcome to More Than Money. Uh, we're going to persevere. And we're going to bring sunshine to you. Yeah, wait, that's, that's our us. mission, that's our mission statement, Gosh, bringing the, sunshine to you. Well, why not? This is, uh, I, hey, we have that spirit. That's uh, that's kind of who we Speak are. Speak for yourself. No, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had that spirit. <laughs> well, that was years ago. Hoy, hoy. <laughs> uh, bottom line, you are uh, joining us uh, as you hopefully do every Saturday as we bring you more than money. The most relevant financial radio show on the air today. And we say that very confidently. We, uh, we make the same statement about our television shows and our radio show. We're the most relevant because of you. You're the reason. You're the reason our show is not only most relevant, but it's the most interesting financial show that's out on the airwaves as well. Because what's more interesting than you? Mm. Everybody wants... That, that's kind of okay, but how about me? It's all what about, about me. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. and it's all about you. So uh, we, we have crafted a system that allows you to talk about whatever is of most importance to you. In general terms, we, well, we talk about retirement and we talk about investment. Blah, blah, blah. Do not operate heavy equipment while listening to this show because it's... <laughs> Schnoozer. Sort of like those physics um, uh, podcasts no, you listen to listen. While, you, while you work out. That would put me right to sleep. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's Yes, I get a lot of grief because when I work out, I, I watch podcasts of uh, physics le lectures, yeah. quantum Rid physics particularly. So it's rather... Ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's great fun. It's, it's fascinating. And depending on, on which topic of the day... I, I'm getting like upwards of 35% of understanding of some of this stuff. So this is, I figure if I watch them three times um, more, I'll get that up to like 42, 43% understanding. <laughs> and then you can apply that knowledge that you've learned to your everyday life. One of the, my most recent set of lectures, uh, it, the young woman is fascinating and, and, and she always brings a bit of the practical mm -hmm. into her lectures. For example, you've heard of the theory of relativity. Of course. One of the offshoots of the theory of relativity is that at higher speeds, clocks slow down. Um, That's true. That, that, that wasn't a question. It was a statement. Because the hands of the clock? No, can't... it's got nothing to do with the hands. <laughs> Digital clocks slow down, okay. too. It's the theory of relativity. At faster speeds, clocks slow down. And you go, so what? Big deal. Did you know that the GPS system that we rely on that would have gotten you here if you had gotten off the wrong exit this morning? Like I did in my dream. In your dream. <laughs> <laughs> is 
uh, obviously, uh, it's it's a GPS global positioning satellite system. Right. Satellites that are traveling at 25, 30,000 miles an hour. Uh-huh. So their clocks are slower than the ones on, on the ground. Oh. Not by a lot, but a little bit. If they were not adjusted for that difference in time, uh-huh. um, your GPS would be off per day six miles. So at the end of a year, you'd set your GPS to go to Bethlehem and end up in L.A. Wow. So theory of relativity. This is the most interesting show on the radio. Well, I don't know about relevant. (laughs) Speaking of relevant, uh, we have three different ways that you may join us. We invite you to use any or all. Uh, However you choose to uh, reach out to us. We have lots of emails, fistful of emails this morning. While Alyssa has been busy, uh, shouldered to the wheel all week long, uh, you've been busy sending me all kinds of very, very interesting questions. So we'll we'll address those. But you can send us emails, of course. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com. Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. You may call the lovely and talented Mr. John Elliott, 610-720-7900. And, of course, you can go um, to our show directly through the Miracles of Modern Technology and iHeartMedia. That would be morethanmoneyonline.com. You go to our website, you hit the Listen Live button, and it takes you right to our show. Crystal clear wherever you are, coast to coast, if you've got Internet, if your family, your friends, people you love or care about would like to... um, you'd like to share our show. What are you showing? Murphy. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Murphy. I knew it was Murphy. She's got two gorgeous kids, but it's the dog. Okay. Uh, six, uh, more than money online.com. Hit the listen live button. And if you have a question, hit the ask Gene button that puts you in touch with us directly. Uh, use any or all of those. And we have um, at least two that have already come in since we started the show. So fantastic. Uh, speaking of fantastic, uh, the government could shut down at any moment. Oh my gosh! Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> We'd notice the improvement. That's <laughs> just your life. Just maybe the sun would come out a little brighter. <laughs> life is just a little brighter. Uh, between that and the uh, automotive strikes and uh, the fomenting of conflict that the uh, current administration wants to create by going, we we stand with. And John Fetterman, of course, quoted. That was his quote. Yeah, Sadly, yeah. it's just that's all he had. Yeah. Uh, something about with the strikers, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh no, that was Joe Biden. Wait a second, it could have been either one of them. Could have been either one. Of them. Well, the classic was when Biden was addressing his relationship with the Congressional Black Caucus. The only problem was he was actually standing before and addressing the Hispanic Caucus. It's, wow, hey. So little faux pas. What? No, come on. He grew up. You know, in the Catholic Church, or was it the Jewish synagogue, or, or was, was it, the, it black the black church, church down yeah. the street? Yes. Oh, yeah. And then he also mentioned the Greek Orthodox Church at one point. So Joe Bidelopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> well, Snuffleupagus. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Speaking of whatever, you have already heard the dulcet tones of our guest, Mr. Bobby Gunther Walsh. He. Uh, your uh, your morning host Monday through Friday, uh, five a.m. Speaking oh. of O Dark Thirty, oh, oh, it's painful just to think about. It. He's been doing it for forty years. 
Does that kind of give you an insight as to kind of the, the psychosis that's actually going on? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm a pretty rational guy. I'm just <laughs> sleep deprived. Really? What would sleep deprived for 40 years look like? Me, I yeah. Know, yeah. The, Me, yeah. The poster child yeah. for sleep deprivation. Yeah, I've just feel like you figured out why all my pictures look so bad. It's it's my face. This is oh, depressing. come on. Can, some... He's always saying that because it's true. It's true, it is, anyway, really, seriously. Uh, do you have some seriously. uplifting information for us by any chance? Yes. Because this is pretty... So, <laughs> yeah. so, so there's the extra 35 in cash people gave me at the races. That's a check my brother gave me that he already pledged. Uh, Gunther, uh, so only after 40 years, still doesn't understand he has to be by a microphone. I walked over to you to hand you, and they could pick it up. I could hear. They could hear. Don't start on me. Uh, Gunther brought me uh, more than money. Actually, you brought me exactly money. It's, money and a check. And money and a check. Yeah. Um, I brought me uh, contributions for. Folds of Honor. Folds of Honor. Um, just to set the stage. Just to set the stage. Uh, last year we set a record 111.5. This year we knew we were going to lose a couple major donors. Knew it was going to be a bit more of a struggle. So um, Beth Simmons and, and the Folds chapter decided to set our goal a bit more modestly at 100000 And as we came to the airwaves last week, we announced 95000 I think, six or 700 bucks. And it was, it's great, fantastic. We thanked everybody, but it was, and then... Gunther started rummaging around a little bit, started bumping into people, started remembering things. 40 years of sleep deprivation. Yeah. You know what? I, I seem to remember this one guy said, I don't know, like a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks? Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I didn't think that Connie had counted that once, and I don't think she did. And then I, this is really weird. I ended up needing a pair of ear pieces for the big race on Saturday and Friday night practice I found out my old ones broke and I had ordered a pair just as a backup at Allen Audiology and I texted Doug any chance I could pick those up he happened to be listening to us that morning and said you know I didn't pledge so talk about serendipitous so I would never have called them had I not missed needed those earpieces uh, Allen Audiology yeah. said oh and they pledged two thousand dollars <laughs> so uh, we started kind of sadly, not sadly, but a little bit uh, disheartened mm -hmm. at 95 plus. And within about 45 minutes, we remembered and discovered another $3,000. Yeah. Well, it got a little better from there. Some of Alyssa's clients, some of Chad's clients, some of Gene's clients said that we want to help. So they started Emailing pledges, phoning in pledges, fantastic. And then the ever-effervescent, that's a very good word, by mm, the way. It is. I wish I knew what it meant. Ever-effervescent, yes. Alka-Alka-Seltzer is Alka-Alka-Seltzer, ever-effervescent. Ever, ever. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <clears throat> oh, what a no, relief. No, you didn't, you didn't listen. Effervescent. It's uh, Amy Lee is the, the lead singer. That's a group, yes, yeah. yes. So she's fantastic. discovered them, they're new, they're up and yeah. coming. They're up yeah, and comers. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have a big career. Yeah. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Megan Smale. Yeah. You know Megan. You're trying to remember. She works your, in our your, office. Your daughter, your gorgeous daughter, who, who does, in, is remarkable. I'm not uh, saying that because he's standing here, folks. She is very efficient. Her and Connie 
run that place. Jeans just eye candy. Well, jeans just candy. <laughs> well, jeans just there. Jeans, what's left over after you eat the candy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the box. He's that little well, piece of paper in there, or the gum wrapper. Yeah, <laughs> just okay. So, bottom line is it that uh, we had a number of systems all incredibly inefficient. All of our systems not talking to each other and and not coordinated. And Megan said, "Okay, um, this has got to end today." So she started at around 10 a.m. yesterday, and by 4 o'clock, six hours later, she had finally coordinated the two systems. The systems, the remembrances, the pledges, the who had what. And we have a semifinal total. We have a, a final total for this year. And? One hundred and fourteen thousand four hundred. Oh my God! You're kidding me. Uh, Nuh-uh. Uh, nah. You're lying. I wish I. No, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't lie to you. One hundred and fourteen thousand four hundred and one dollars. I can't thank everybody out there. And so record setter. It is a record setter. We went from oh abject. Oh, wow, depression to over the moon. Oh, that's fantastic. Over that's the moon. That's great news. Um, but as Gunther said, uh, serendipitous. Um, there, there are no coincidences. As uh, That's my belief. Somebody had a, a, a special hand and all that. Yeah. I think I'll call Doug because I need... Uh, Doug, oh, two grand out of thin air. Um, yeah, uh, that was just... yeah. Uh, Zangora, who's what's this? Rick Zangora, Zangora, Zangora Comfort I, Solutions. Yeah, thousand yeah. bucks, yeah. thousand bucks, and folks just came out of the woodwork, and so many folks, yeah. and 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 Megan, I, I I really we we talk about Megan in glowing terms as well. We should. This is not her forte, spreadsheets and cross hatching and. Uh, she put in a tremendous amount of work outside her comfort zone to come to um, uncover everything that we needed to know in order to come to our, our, uh, our total. I, I can't thank her enough uh, for a tremendous amount of work. Uh, obviously, our Radiothon listeners, the best. Oh, the best. Our audience so generous. Another record setter, just like animals in distress. Just when everybody says everything is, su- is sucking wind, and it is difficult out there, but people just keep digging deeper. And, and the, you are the best, folks. You're a, a remarkable audience that has had an incredible, to me, an incredible impact on the valley. Our audience is. In ways you'll never know, because you just won't. I mean, we can say, hey, there's an animal shelter that wouldn't exist. There's kids at the home. But beyond the actual physical existence and length of existence, the emotional difference you've made in people's lives, it's just, it's the, the and the positive difference, it's it is truly immeasurable. Uh, and, and it is immeasurable in our lifetimes. Yes. It is a generational impact that you and I will not see the fruit of, the full Well, you won't. Of. I'm planning on. I told Bill Wenz, I said, I know I have that monument. I don't plan on using it. Give it to Gene <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs> 
That, was, that turned really hard. <laughs> yeah, it did. It took a hard left. I meant that in the nicest way. How can anybody take that wrong? I don't understand you people. I, I wish Gene would die next Tuesday. I know. It was very specific. But I mean that in the oh, nicest way. No, I've been way. talking to Diane. I'm a little concerned. What are you, what's your schedule next Tuesday? I'm staying <laughs> in bed. home. Lock yourself in the bedroom. Don't let anybody in. It was then the house caught fire. Yeah, and with the door locked, no oh one could God. get in. <laughs> I'm going to put this on my calendar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm concerned. I have a, getting up every year and every day for 40 years, you end up having a dark sense of humor at old dark 30. Well, no, that's a huge jump. That's a really impressive. Yeah, uh, that is change. amazing. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, almost $20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So congrats so, to all yeah. of our generous listeners. When, for... when we said last Saturday morning, we're, we're, there's, we're not going to quit. Yeah. There's no quit. We don't give up. Never give up, never yeah. surrender. Sorry. Very great news. Well, you can, you know Galaxy what? Quest? Nobody? Nobody? No, can I bet? Galaxy you know Quest? what? Oh, for but oh, but for a Churchill. Oh, but for a Winston Churchill today. Never give up, never mm-hmm. surrender. Mm-hmm. Somebody that would just say that to us now. Hmm. We're in a different war. Don't never give up, never surrender. No, there is one guy out there saying that. Yeah, there is. He's still saying it. Yeah. And, and they are throwing everything out him that they possibly can. You're talking about, of course, Bob Menendez. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I say it, then they're just throwing gold bars. Yeah, gold bars. gold bars. Yeah, yeah. I can dodge yeah. those. They look heavy. You know, it's bad when your wife also gets indicted. That's... Uh... Well, they can share a cell. Yeah. Or if yeah. they're really lucky, not. Yeah. But bottom line, uh, fantastic result. We are beyond happy... Um, Beyond thankful, uh, all of our sponsors, and uh, looking forward to. Now, here's uh, here's something Gunther does not know. Alyssa does. We are part of a, a national financial advisory group, and they host uh, events, um, always in very nice places. Uh-huh. And um, this year, uh, well, in a couple of weeks, uh, Diane and I will be going to Bermuda with this group. So very nice. Mm-hmm. We've been to Costa Rica, Curacao, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico was. Gorgeous, fabulous place. Wonderful people. We, we've experienced some wonderful places. Next year, Sun Valley, Idaho, one mm-hmm. of the most famous resorts in America. Mm-hmm. So very, very excited. And we're not going because they scheduled it for September 8th through the 11th. And that's not where we're going to be. Oh, wow. So next year, we'll be right back here. And wow. We'll be doing it again. Wow. Going for another record. Good. Thank you, sir. No, thank you for what you do. And just, I know this is, uh, uh, no, all the other radiothons I'm way more involved in. You take this one off my plate and your team does a great job running with it so that I just have to show up and, and, uh, do the interviews and just, you know, talk to my listeners. And it's, uh, I gotta tell you, boy, uh, the interviews this year, the stories, folks, you're making a world of difference, but you're welcome. And thank you for what you do. And thank you to, to Megan. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll share that yeah, with please. her. Yeah. Thanks. Guys. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Great news. Great news. Indeed. Yeah. If you don't, don't we have anything really hard to hit him with? Use your water bottle. Just <laughs> clock him with it. I don't want to damage it. <laughs> I don't think you should worry about damaging Gunther. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was worried about the water bottle. Oh, my goodness. So thank you so very much. Uh, Great news. Great news indeed. And I cannot, cannot overemphasize how much we are grateful to Megan for her hard work of uh, 
gosh, digging deep and sifting through and getting all the systems to kind of talk to each other and then coming up with a total that we're so very excited about. So congratulations all, all the way around. 610-720-7900, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com, and um, more than money online. Uh, dot com. So Gunther's ta- talking silly about um, <clears throat> next Tuesday. Gene's going to need his tombstone. They tell the story about the uh, daddy putting his little girl to bed. And yeah, she sang her prayers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she says, uh, God bless mommy. God bless daddy. God bless grandma. And goodbye, grandpa. And he went, goodbye, grandpa. And the next day, grandpa died. Whoa. Well, it's coincidence. About uh, three or four weeks later, God bless mommy, God bless daddy, uh, goodbye grandma, and the next day grandma died. That's, oh, like now it's like, that's a little spooky. And about a month later, God bless mommy, goodbye daddy. What? Goodbye daddy? Well, he couldn't ignore that. So he hunkered down. He left the house immediately, figured he had 24 hours, he had to protect himself, went to his office locked himself behind closed doors, wouldn't take a phone call, wouldn't do anything that would give him any risk whatsoever. And finally, 24 hours later, he went home. His wife answered the door and went, where have you been? He said, I have had the most horrendous day. She said, you think you've had a horrendous day? Milkman died on our front porch. (laughs) So it's just, it's a joke. It's just, I'm sure it never happened. Never, never. Oh, yes. yes, yes, indeed. You've been active over there. You've got lots going on. I do. Uh, we have about three minutes before we go to our first break. Um, goodness, um, Folds of Honor, amazing. Um, yes, indeed, there's a looming uh, possibility that the, uh, the federal government may shut down. Oh, can you hear that? Cheers from all across the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, it's just the answer to a prayer. Uh, The strike against the automakers, apparently Ford is making more progress than the other two. So um, they seem to be uh, um, uh, being dealt with with a little little less uh, aggressive nature on the part of the the union. Uh, Goodness, I just want everybody to have a fair wage. Um, The way it's being portrayed in the press, shockingly. It's just bogus and moronic and ill-educated and um, uh, misinformation everywhere. Uh, they, they're making billions of dollars. Where were they when the automakers were losing billions? Hmm. Did the union uh, offer to give money back? I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that part. I pr- they probably did because they're very nice people. Mm, you, they you, probably did. You just didn't. No. I, I wasn't aware. Yeah, 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 I just didn't get the memo. Yeah. So hopefully uh, they'll understand that uh, capitalism has risk. And uh, sometimes you make billions and sometimes you lose billions. And uh, for every business owner out there going billions, there are weeks that my payroll, which is 2700 bucks, is really hard to make. Small businesses. Mm-hmm. It, it's a challenge every single day, every single week. So God bless us. God bless them all. I hope they work it out. I really do. 
Uh, first break, 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. We'll take your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. Just a little more time is all we're asking for. Just a little more time could open closing doors Just a little uncertainty can bring it down Great piece of music from ABBA there, one of the great bands of the 70s and 80s. Just a, And uh, George is not lying there. The sun will come. It's just not going to come till Tuesday. <laughs> it's going to be after three inches of rain. Uh, the sun will be with us. Welcome back to More Than Money. If you have a question for us, we would love to have you be our uh, icebreaker call at 610-720-7900 or... You can do what several people have done this morning already and uh, email us, uh, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com or Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. Uh, I want to send a special um, uh, my love to uh, my wife, Diane, if that is her real name. Uh, we celebrated our 20th anniversary this past week. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, unpaid commercial endorsement. We spent a couple of days at the Glassburn Inn in Fogelsville. It was magical. And I mean that in the truest sense of the word magical. The property is magical. The accommodations are magical. The food was fabulous. The personnel, uh, second to none. Absolutely second to none. Bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, uh, it was... Uh, Everything that you would want from a 20th anniversary celebration. It was just, it was perfect. And of course, uh, having uh, the perfect wife, you want the perfect celebration. So uh, thank you for all of you. So many of you were uh, kind enough to send uh, greetings to us and best wishes. So that was very, very kind of you. If you were not with us in the first half hour, we announced that uh, our Folds of Honor total uh, after... um, a rather uh, deflated 95400 from last week. We ended up with uh, Megan doing a tremendous amount of work to identify all of the available pledges and uh, coordinate all the available numbers, $114,401. Really amazing. Thank you all. Uh, record breaker indeed. So uh, couldn't have done it. Obviously could not have done it. Uh, without you. Uh, 
800 uh, Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gentleman writes, since 1980, I've owned stock in a major oil company that shall remain nameless. Um, as uh, due to working in a non-oil subsidiary as an electronics tech, the shares are now in a dividend reinvestment program. I'm also an ecology-minded person who is thinking of divesting the stock completely, but I'm not sure how is the best way to do this. So I'm 65. I live on my Social Security income and savings. I'd like to invest in something that would mirror the stock's growth, slow ups and downs over the past 43 years. Uh, decent growth, low to mid-risk. Current stock value is around $26,000. Any info would be helpful. And if you'd like to air this question on the show, fantastic. Watching your TV show for years, love the advice, and Gene's humor. Oh. Obviously a man of, uh, of, of sophisticated and civilized taste. Um, excellent. Okay, so relatively easy to do. If this gentleman um, has... Um, 26,000 of stock, even if it has no cost basis, the likelihood is that it does. But even if it has no cost basis, his capital gains at $26,000 added to his Social Security and relatively modest savings should put him either in a very low capital gains rate or most likely it would be zero. Zero. Ooh, that's like the best tax rate ever. <laughs> that's my favorite tax rate. It is. And so uh, likely he would see all 26,000 of this uh, come to him uh, in one block with no deduction for taxes. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Now, having said that, looking for reinvesting in stocks, kind of going with the flow with stocks, kind of up, kind of down over a long period of time, perfectly reasonable thing to look for. Lots of ways to do it. Oh, my goodness. Tons of ways to do it. Simplest way might be just a thought, an S&P 500 index fund. Maybe even one that has downside protection. You, uh, As an alternative, <laughs> uh, you can go. You can just ride the S&P 500 in an ETF. It'll go up with the S&P, down with the S&P, and over many years, you will do very well. If you're saying, I'd like to smooth that out a little bit, because sometimes the S&P goes down. It does sometimes, like you, last year. You could go into an S&P fund that allows you to get most of the upside, mm -hmm. but limits a lot of your downside. Yeah. So on average, in 10 years, the S&P goes up seven years, goes down three. Two of those three years, it goes down modestly, four, five, six, seven percent. One year, ugh, what a stink year. Kind of like last year, minus 22 so in some cases, you could have an investment that would protect you so that you would go up or at zero or up nine out of 10 years. And the one off year, you might be down five, six, seven percent. Mm -hmm. Really, really smoothing out the ride. Mm -hmm. um, will you make more or less? Uh, heck, I don't know. I haven't, done the, I haven't crunched the numbers yet. But there are lots of options and you don't have to pick. 26,000 bucks, you can put five grand in an S&P 500 index. You can put five grand in a buffered ETF. You could put five grand in a structured note. There, you, you can mix and match. Mm -hmm. So uh, your objective here is, uh, is pretty darn reasonable. Absolutely. 610-720-7900. We have our icebreaker call of the show. We're going to welcome Joseph to the line. Good morning, Joseph. Hi, good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, we're great. Thanks for calling. How can we help great. you? Well, I 
just hear all kinds of commercials about investing in gold, and I'm tending to think, look, there's transaction costs to get in and out, and I know storage costs. I mean, um, and if you could give me just a handle on this stuff like that, I mean, I, w- I, I don't have lots of money, maybe a couple hundred, maybe a thousand dollars I might do. And, you know, I also do have a Roth IRA, and I want to know a little bit about how those work, and maybe maybe it's better to, to have them in an IRA, you know, gold, gold. So please tell me, what, what are transaction costs if, if I didn't have an IRA? I mean, roughly, I mean, if I bought $1,000 worth of gold, what would that typically cost? And, you know, getting out, you know, that kind of thing, too. Sure, sure. Um, Joseph, when you think gold, are you thinking gold as an investment or thinking gold as a collectible coin? Oh, thanks. No, as an investment. Oh, very good. So uh, a couple ways that you can do that. Uh, the simplest way, and you mentioned a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand bucks, plus or minus. The simplest way, and one that would fit that rather nicely, is that there are exchange-traded funds, ETFs, that sell shares of physical gold. Their shares are priced at the spot um, price for an ounce of gold. So currently around 1800 bucks would be a share, but they sell fractional shares. So you okay. could... Uh, inside your Roth, outside your Roth, um, the the ticker symbol that we use most often for gold is GLD. Ironically enough, it kind of makes sense. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can have a direct uh, investment in gold. That investment will go up with the price of gold. It will go down as the price of gold goes down. But the expenses are rather remarkably attractive. There is no cost to buy it. There's no cost to sell it. The management fee, I, I'm going by memory, six-tenths of 1% a year. Very, oh, very, the ETFs, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So very that's, that's easy, very liquid. You can buy at any day, at any time in the day. You can sell at any moment. You don't have to go through any, uh, uh, jump through any hoops to, to buy or sell. Very easy, very efficient. That's good to know. Prob- chances are, I mean, I have a Fidelity account. Chances are they trade uh, such such an ETF in, in gold, don't they? I would think you know? so, sure. Yeah, yeah, you should be able okay. to have it. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Well, um, that's probably all I need for it. So thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Thank you for calling. God bless. Uh, GLD, uh, unknown to lots and lots of folks. And there's a silver... SLV. SLV, mm. ironically. Huh? How, <laughs> How did they come up with it? <laughs> it's so creative. Mm. <laughs> um, for folks who are interested, truly interested, in the investment performance of these precious metals, it's a great way to go. I'm not saying it's a great investment. No. <laughs> uh, this year, year-to-date, negative numbers. It's been a good year, not for silver and gold. Negative numbers. Um, last couple of years, inflation has been very high. And of course you buy gold for inflation. inflation. Wow. So, uh, gold, of course, last year went up about 30%. The year before that, about 40%. I think you're fibbing. Oh, I was thinking about something totally <laughs> that's what different. Maybe people think. Yeah, yeah. That's what, uh, that's what people have been told I is happening. I had that conversation with someone yesterday. Hi, I'm Stephen K. Bannon. And you know, <laughs> Russia on August 22nd is going to have the, what? They're still playing that ad. Yeah, you know, the de-dollarization issue. Uh, oh, it's a, and, and, and the. It's uh, a real threat. An the, immediate, the an immediate of, threat. The snuffagophilus and then. Uh, 
if you go over here on the brick and the stonemason stuff, uh, yeah, it's uh, gold basically has been flat during one of the highest inflationary periods we've seen in recent memory. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. Now, you, you would you would rightfully ask yourself, why are there so many commercials for selling gold? It's because the companies make insane amounts of money. Insane amounts of money. Now, you just heard us talk about the ETF of gold and silver where there's no cost. There's no commission whatsoever to buy it. Right. There's no commission whatsoever to sell it. Right. And the management fee is a fraction of a fraction. Not with gold coins. Gold coins, they will sell you a coin for a thousand bucks that they paid two hundred dollars for. They will spend another three hundred dollars on marketing, constant radio and TV ads, <laughs> and then they'll sell it to you for a thousand bucks and they will make a fifty percent profit. And when you go to sell it, you the the coin that you had bought for a thousand bucks, they bought for two hundred. What do you think it's worth? A thousand and one dollars. That's what you think it's worth. Well, right. It's actually worth 200 bucks. Yeah. That's what they paid for. It. So the fact that you're buying these coins, they're hoping that you never, you never want to sell. That's your, that's your safety net. Right. I have an emergency plan. I am Stephen K. Bannon. You're a moron. Or Jesse, some stupid Jesse guy. Or uh, Breaking Bad? No, apparently. No, he made more sense. I Jesse love, from I Breaking Bad. Oh, Jesse was great. No, this Jesse guy from Jesse. I used Jesse. to go to bed worrying about Jesse. You'd be like, I'm oh, so worried about I, Jesse. No, I just binged the whole thing start to finish. So <laughs> I knew what happened to Jesse. Like, really. I wonder what happened. That's why I stayed up till four in the morning. Um, like Gunther. <laughs> just, I was getting, I was going to bed. Gunther was getting up. Yep. Yes. Um, oh. There's a guy doing gold. Hey, when a restaurant goes out. I say, that's a shame. They had good steak. But when banks go under, that was how many, six months ago? Please. Yeah. Well, it, it's but, what's, what's fascinating to me is how effective these commercials are. Uh, they, obviously, they are. So many people obviously. take them very seriously, believe what they're hearing, and, and ask questions. And I just, we just need to warn you to not make decisions based on commercials. Don't make financial decisions based on commercials. Talk to somebody about your situation and don't don't make any rash decisions. Excellent advice. Thank you. 610-720-7900. Best advice, call us. Uh, ESG is everywhere in the news. If you had all your assets invested with a mutual fund company which has acknowledged that is tailoring its investment strategy towards ESG, would you have reason to believe your investment opportunities are being sacrificed to an ideology. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> uh, this is great timing. Um, one of John's clients asked him if we talk about ESG on the radio show. And I found him a couple of episodes where we've discussed it a little bit in the in this past year, you know, since January. Um, so uh, it's it's good timing to have this topic come up because I'll make sure he's aware that we um, answered a question about it today. Uh, yeah, that that seems to be the, the problem is the quote unquote values. And we say that we've said, talked about this before 
uh, that we don't necessarily believe that investments that tout themselves as having an ESG philosophy actually truly do qualify as as such but they don't their investment performance doesn't um, really maybe warrant using them as investments to meet your objectives um, there is a very uh, vocal um, part of the of the investment community that has actually suggested that ESG investment is illegal the um, investment managers whether it's ExxonMobil, Microsoft, the, the, the uh, uh, Johnson & Johnson, or whether it's Fidelity, Vanguard, T. Rowe Price, mm-hmm. they are uh, fiduciaries. They are legally required to act in the best interest of their, in, in the case of Johnson & Johnson, ExxonMobil, Microsoft, their shareholders. In the in the case of the mutual fund families, the shareholders, the the, uh, the, the they investors. own shares, investors mm-hmm. in their mutual funds and ETFs, mm-hmm. they are legally required to act not in their best, not in the best interest of Vanguard, not in the best interest of Fidelity or Microsoft, but in the best interest of their shareholders. And this individual suggests, rightfully so that putting their, um, in some cases, socialist um, ideology ahead of the best interest of the shareholders means they have broken the law. Mm -hmm. They have violated their oath of being fiduciaries and they should be ejected from their positions. So if you have a company proudly announcing, see how we're responsive to climate change and it's ESG, unless you have personally made that decision right, and run your company that way, it's your company. You do it that way. If you are representing shareholders, um, uh, investors, and you have made that conscious choice, I will sacrifice profit to advance my socialist agenda. You're, you're, you're a criminal and, and it's, it's a growing voice in the investment community. Mm-hmm. I read an article in Investment News just two weeks ago about the, um, uh, how did they phrase it? The bad taste left in the mouth of many advisors focused on ESG. Oh. Um, for two reasons. Number one, their performance is not good. Uh-huh. And number two, their clients are angry. We're not in the business of making our clients angry. By the way, we're also not in the business of trying to smash square pegs into round holes. So if you are an ESG person, bless you. Good for you. Just don't come to us. We're not going to be able to help you with that. No, we, it's, we don't, it's, it's not a good match. It's not a good, the chemistry is all wrong. It's, it's just not a good match. Um, speaking of chemistry being all wrong, um, one of our advisors, who shall remain nameless, Chad, um, <laughs> had one of his uh, clients um, um, open an account and uh, a, a reasonable amount of money, understanding that they had much more money not currently invested with us mm-hmm. and suggested that if Chad uh, would certainly simply outperform the S&P by 5 or 10%, that he would uh, then earn 
the right to more investment money. I have suggested to Chad that, that we break ties with this client like Monday and, and say, no, thank you. Number one, for two reasons. Uh, number one, it's an insane request. It's an insane request. Um, so it demonstrates to me that the client has no understanding whatsoever of reality. Mm-hmm. That's a ticking time bomb. Uh, number two, knowing what I know about the client, it's an inappropriate request. It's almost like you go to the doctor for diabetes and, and your request to the doctor is what I really need is uh, three or four good recipes for bunt cakes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I really, if you're going to be my doctor, I expect when I come in, um, something, you know, like an artisan oatmeal raisin cookie. I want recipes. Sounds good. It does. Um, <laughs> uh, asking for the exact opposite of what you should be getting. So you're saying that for this client taking, striving for returns like that would be far riskier than what they should be. Uh, on a one on. to 10 scale, they should be at a three. Uh-huh. They're asking for a 12. Uh-huh. Okay. They're, they're literally asking for what I want is basically the same risk as if we went down to Wind Creek. So they'd be thrilled in a great market to outperform the S&P, uh-huh. but they would be coming into Ring Chad's neck if the S&P had a year like last year and they had those kinds of losses. So outperforming the S&P last year, well, there's two ways of thinking about it. The S&P was down 22. I think if you're outperforming, you'd be down 35. Right. So you'd be like in a NASDAQ. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like just getting pounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you outperform. So. Yeah. But that's, of course, not what they're suggesting. No, they, that's they not what they really want. <laughs> outperform up and down. Yeah. <laughs> and right. the reality is that you can perform up and down. There's There are investment platforms that allow you to invest in the stock market and make a profit if the market goes up. Oh, and make a profit as the market goes down. They are available. Yes. But they also limit your gains. Yes. So you can't outperform the S&P by 5 to 10%. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So, oh, uh, this, yeah, it is it is a challenge. Um, and, um, gosh, the, the client is not a bad person. They're just um, misguided. misguided. Yeah, misguided. And uh, speaking of misguided, uh, our client's... Some of them, as you well know, we're the luckiest people. Mm-hmm. People walk through the door and you go, oh, I get to see them again. They're so fabulous. This young lady was in this week and she brought me an invite because she got invited to a lovely dinner. I love when people bring you their mail. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and it goes, uh, it, it talks rather specifically about a licensed insurance agent may contact you. So if you agree to register for uh, this uh, complimentary dinner, you and a guest, a dedicated uh, and focused insurance professional will address you. Uh, This is an educational workshop. No products will be sold at the workshop. The selling comes after the workshop. Don't be misled. No agents, brokers, or advisors permitted. So if this young lady said, you've been my financial advisor for 20 years, Let's go to this and see if it works for me. I would be thrown out of the of the That's room. That's rude. That is beyond rude. Uh, plus, wh- what is it that you don't want me, me to, to find? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
No attendees under age 40. That's age. Yeah, it's, it really no, it's, that? it's no, it's ageism. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's all about insurance. So, of course, it's annuities. It's annuities. So there's no question about it. I looked up the company. They're a local company. Ugh, please. Well, a local company, they have a, uh, I think they're one branch in like Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should tell you about the, the kind of nature of the beast right there. Um, now, they're insurance people. Mm-hmm. By law, they cannot give investment advice. Right. Uh, information about IRAs and taxes. Got that. Secure Act. Got that. Uh, how clients can have kept their money from market declines. Well, that's an investment strategy. <laughs> and it has been well determined that even the recommendation to move money from uh, 401k or an IRA to anywhere else is an investment yeah. recommendation they cannot make. Yeah. I'll bet they do. I bet they do, too. And there's also a picture of a steak on that postcard. <laughs> uh, that's a little surf and, and turf action. Yeah. That's, a, that's a prawn. I, I didn't know that. You think that's lobster? Yeah, that's that's a bit that, because oh, that's yeah. as big as the steak. Yeah, so. yeah, you're right. I, could, either, I didn't see the tail. Yeah, it's uh, it's right. either the biggest uh, shrimp yeah. ever. Yeah, isn't that an oxymoron? Jumbo shrimp. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you know, what uh, honorable politician? Huh. Okay. There you go. Uh, top of the hour break, uh, Fox Network News, uh, weather report. Here's one. Plug o- your ears. <laughs> o-, o Dark 30, wet. <laughs> and wi- it was windy this morning, oh, what? too. And it's going to yeah. get windier. Yeah. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com. Your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. back to more than money we uh, have forever young introducing your host Alyssa young and uh goodness uh nazareth did very well last night yes even though andrew's no longer at nazareth he's down at westchester but uh, juliana's still there and she's going to the games and and juliana was the cross-country team runner of the week get that i knew that <laughs> get the heck out <laughs> uh as a freshman as a freshman, most improved. That's fantastic. Good yes. for her. I'm I don't so know where she gets that running thing. It's just so strange. It's like, you know, kids pick stuff up from, like, out of the blue. <laughs> Speaking of out of the blue, uh, not out of the blue at all, you guys are amazing. Uh, amazing. If you were with us last week, you know we were a little, little um, we raised 95 grand, which is a ton of money. ton of money, but we missed our goal. But then we said, eh, we're not ready to quit. And uh, one week later, we proudly announced in our first half hour that our Folds of Honor uh, fundraiser uh, broke last year's record of 111.5 at 
$114,401. Unbelievable. A lot of money, a lot of scholarships. A lot of scholarships. So that's, oh. that's a wonderful result. Um, the scholarships, that's the key. That's the impact. That's going to change lives for generations. Somebody who, gosh, I have no options. Now they have options. And so many families, speaking of, uh, uh, we, we talked earlier about fiduciary and and, um, and, and, and our, our obligation to um, act in the best interest of people. Um, well, goodness, is, as a country, isn't it in our best interest to honor um, the sacrifices of our military and first responders? Isn't that in the best interest of our entire country? Yes. Is it in the best interest of our company that somebody loses their husband, their wife, their spouse in the service to their country, and then they are forced into poverty because of the fallout from it? The answer is no, that makes no sense whatsoever. So from a fiduciary standpoint, we are legally and ethically and certainly morally responsible to help care for these folks and to give them um, not just college scholarships. Um, there, they, there are apprenticeship scholarships. There are uh, um, preschool scholarships. There are Christian school scholarships. They, the, the list goes on and on. We support like-minded people as you do as well. So thank you so very much. 610-720-7900, gene at askmtm.com. Uh, may I do an email? Oh, yes, you may. Thank you. Uh, young lady writes, my sister and I own our parents' home. Uh, she should have been paying me rent since she lives there. Uh, my mother had passed away five years ago. Uh, my sister now decided that she will buy me out, but she wants me to pay her a sizable amount um, of those proceeds back to her for her choice to remodel the house. <laughs> she sent me a list of her costs, but why am I responsible for the total cost of everything? <laughs> and just thanks. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, there's no, there's no apologies. It's like I'm, I'm scratching I, my head, huh? Well, uh, understandably so. This is this is twisted. This mm. is very twisted. My suspicion is that the young lady writing us this email is very, very sweet and very, very nice and is not confrontational. She, she's a let's just let sleeping dogs lie kind of a person. Very much like me. Whoa, you weren't supposed to snort right into the microphone. I think that's what you were wait, waiting for. I was counting on it. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the More Than Money World headquarters, I think we have 15 employees, 14 of which are just the nicest people. <laughs> They just are wonderful, kind, patient, understanding, compassionate. And then on those rare occasions where snark is required or hmm, someone getting in someone else's. Yeah. Hey, Gene, you got a minute? <laughs> and off Gene we, likes when he gets a chance to ruffle some feathers. It's just, <laughs> he has fun. It's just, you know, it's, it's a game. You, you dust it up a little bit. You're just kind of having a little bit of fun. Um, so this young lady needs someone to represent her because I don't believe at this point in time, uh, leopards don't change their spots. Mm. She's not going to turn into, I've got a steel backbone and I'll take my sister to the mat. She's not going to happen. Mm -mm. 
So she needs someone to represent her best interests. Mm -hmm. And that someone might be an attorney, might be a financial advisor, might be a dear friend. It might be, but somebody has to be her spokesman so that we can stiffen this up a little bit. Because if her sister, and, and we've all, I think we've all known folks like this. There's just, heck, nothing that they can't figure it, that they're not entitled to. Mm-hmm. I should live here for free. I I own half this house. Yeah, I should live here for free. Like, uh, uh, th- that would have lasted about seven minutes with Gene. And, <laughs> and he would have had a moving van out front and all her crap would have been on the front lawn. That's, that, but that's not what happened. Right. And said she's like, mm, okay. Yeah, she has lived there rent-free for five years. Let's assume, just for easy numbers, uh, that the rental of that home normally would be 1000 bucks. Sure. She owns half the house. Mm-hmm. So, so the the rental to her sister should be half of that. Sure, that sounds reasonable. Five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. six thousand a year, times five. There's thirty grand. So we're going to start with write me a check for thirty grand. That's where we're going to start. Uh, none of this. I owe you money because you wanted to remodel. So the first thing we start with is write me a check. That will set a tone. <laughs> that's, what do they call that? Dropping or throwing down the gauntlet. Uh, I, I, I invite you to the dueling field. Mm-hmm. Uh, write me a check for 30 grand. the games gr- begin. Yeah. Uh, because you want to buy me out, you can't unless I sign. So you got to make me happy or it don't happen. Mm-hmm. It don't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk just briefly about the remodeling piece. If you're renting a home mm-hmm. and you decide you don't like the color of the walls mm-hmm. and you decide to paint, who pays for that? Me. Yeah, of course. Decision. Of course. It's just, uh-huh. The landlord has given you a home that's perfectly acceptable. The paint is fine, mm-hmm. but you want it different. Yeah. What if you're renting a home and, and the back deck is really tiny and you want a big deck and you want to you want to put a deck on who pays for that me you do of course when you leave do you, do you rip the deck off no you can't not legal sure so can someone who's renting a home make lots of improvements do remodeling sure and who pays for that they do they do so to have this young lady turn to her sister and say you owe me half of uh, the 40 grand that i spent what? You, you you are a tenant, even though you haven't paid rent yet. You're going to write me a check for thirty grand. You are a tenant. I am your landlord. You made improvements. You when you leave, you leave them behind. Now you want to stay. Oh, I get that. We will have an appraisal done, an independent appraisal, because I guarantee you, the next thing that the sister is going to say, the sister that's living there. The house is only worth like a hundred. That's what she's going to say. Uh-huh. She's going to pick a number out of thin air that best fits her needs. It's only worth a hundred. Your half is fifty. You owe me forty thousand dollars for the renovations. I'm going to give you ten grand, and the house is mine. Really? <laughs> Why don't you and I go dance? Because this is going to be so much fun. A dance off is my. And what will be the ultimate? The hammer. Mm-hmm. She can't do anything without my signature. Mm-hmm. 
So sisters have to come to an agreement that meets both their needs. And you're right. This is not something that oh, the she's not sister who's been letting her she's live there rent-free. No, she's no. so sweet. Yeah, she can't. Yeah, yeah. So That's a mess. She needs a, she needs a representative, mm-hmm. someone who likes to dust it up a little. And that's why she contacted you. I'm thinking <laughs> so. How much fun would that be? Uh-huh. Uh, we'll figure that all out. 610-720-7900. We have a call from Annabelle. Good morning. Hi. Um, we got a letter around the end of May or so that the IRS um, from the federal had said that we did not make one of our payments of $5,000. And they were going to take that money out from our refund that we were supposed to receive uh, when we filed for last year okay and uh so they said we had about six weeks or so to respond we had our accountant write a letter plus enclosed bank statements that showed the transaction of the one um transaction that they said we missed okay we have we had the bank statements of everything like that that shows that they took that money oh and so we responded way before the uh, deadline and um, we haven't heard a word since. Not nothing that says that we um, uh, or received your uh, information. We're looking into it, or nothing. Huh. So we're, we're kind of concerned because it's a lot of money. Yes, it is a lot of money. Now I I want you to take a deep breath. <sighs> um, the fact that you haven't heard anything. Is it is normal that you would say, "Wow, this is very unsettling because it's this is a lot of money, and mm-hmm. we responded quickly, and we haven't heard anything." The IRS is so far behind that they are not responding in what any normal person would call a timely fashion. It is so um, now typical of how poor the customer service is that our tax team will often call uh, the IRS directly on behalf of a client and be on hold for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours before they can speak to an agent. So the processing of these kinds of, of, of back and forth correspondence is dramatically delayed. It's my understanding uh, and the last number I heard was 14 million. There are 14 million tax returns from 2021 that have not yet been processed. So the letter that you got was undoubtedly generated by a computer. You have done exactly what you needed to do. You've got documentation uh, from uh, your tax preparer that you've done everything correctly. So my my 98% a suspicion is that all this is going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Your frustration is understandable, but don't let it get you anxious. It's just going to take way more time than you thought. Okay. Uh, we also, it took time to get the actual checks back from the bank, sure. the uh, canceled checks. Mm-hmm. So instead of, in lieu of doing that, we did send the, the transactions, mm-hmm. uh, the statements from... Um, and then we got the checks back. Would it be helpful to send a second letter or would that just confuse them? Nope. Just hang on to every, you know, hang on to what you have now that you've got even additional documentation. Uh, hang on to that. If you get a letter back saying, Hey, we disagree. We don't think uh, that, that what you sent us proves that then you'll send that next set of documentation. But I, again, I'm about 98% sure that after what seems like forever, you'll get a letter back on, got it. You're okay. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you for the um, <laughs> reassurance. <Unbelievable>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, God bless. Bye now. Bye-bye. It's very frustrating. Yeah. It, it, when people get nervous about letters from the IRS, you know, understandably so. But I think at this point, it's like, yeah, just kind of forget about it. Put it out of your mind. And wait till you hear from from them. You've done your part. You've paid the money. Don't worry about it. It's easier said than done, but oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I hope that I gave her a little bit of yeah. That sounds sounded good to me. I'd be <sighs> I'd be relieved if uh, if I were in her shoes and you just told me that. So Excellent. Good. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. This uh, falls under the heading of uh, counsel from our uh, the head of our tax team, Diane, if that is her real name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question was, if you uh, are more than 70 and a half, mm-hmm. um, can you donate from a traditional IRA tax-free to a 503C charity? Yes. Sure. Would those withdrawals from the IRA count as income in the state of New Jersey? Now, let's start with the state of Pennsylvania. You do a QCD in Pennsylvania. Does Pennsylvania tax the QCD? No. No. So if we use a the logical... Extension, Pennsylvania doesn't. New Jersey does or doesn't. It, I would assume it wouldn't because it's going to a charity. Wrong. Are you kidding me? They tax it. That's gross. That is gross. I know they tax regular IRA distributions. Yes, and, they and do. And Pennsylvania doesn't. But yes, to go directly do. to a charity, they still tax it. Uh, let's wow. see. Distribution, blah, blah, blah. Distribution is tax-free. No charitable deduction is allowed on the New Jersey 1040 as follows. For New Jersey income tax purposes, no similar legislation has been adopted. That's gross. Get on that, New Jersey state legislature. That's a, um, uh, since our uh, signal goes far and wide and, of course, coast to coast, lots of folks in New Jersey are listening. Uh, our condolences to you, but it's your own fault. You chose you, to live that's in exactly right. Garden State. Mark? Get to work. Get get that changed. Yeah, no, somehow. that's real. That's disappointing. That really is. Especially since it does so much good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the amount of money. I I at some point I I don't know if it's possible. I, we have a very sophisticated tax program. I don't know if uh, Diane, if that is her real name, can go into the program and say how much uh, charitable deduct, how much charitable contributions were made by our clients in total. Mm -hmm. I'll bet it's millions and millions. Gosh, our audience, uh, just this past few weeks, 114,000 plus dollars, but I'll bet over the course of a year between what they do for folds and children's home of Easton and laughing at my nightmare, uh, LLS and their churches and lots of other organizations. I'll bet it's millions and millions of dollars. That's quality of life stuff. State of New Jersey, cut it out. Yeah. Wow. Suck it up, buttercup. I'm glad you brought that to light. Uh, well, actually, let's give credit where credit is due. Diane, if that is her real name, brought that to light. Thank you, Diane. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at AskMTM.com. MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. Uh, my wife and I have about 500000 invested in many different places. Uh, from previous 401ks to other various funds where we are invested no one is managing any of it for us and i want that to change (laughs) oh goodness i'm 54 as is my wife i'm currently unemployed pursuing a new career path is that something a financial advisor can help with oh my goodness absolutely 
Yes. <laughs> yes. This is um, a great opportunity to come in and sit down with an advisor with your multitude of statements <laughs> mm. and say, this is here, this is here, this is here. Here are our goals. Here are our needs. How can we use all of these assets that are floating around to work for us? And then a financial advisor can say, okay, great. We can consolidate. We can oversee all of this. We can allocate it in a way that makes sense for you, your risk tolerance, your needs, your goals, and take care of it. And then you'll know it's there's a plan for that money and mm. you can rely on it. And somebody is there to have your back and do the transactions that you need and you don't have to be confused or dealing with the technicalities of RMDs from multiple accounts. Mm. And yeah, no, this is definitely, this is exactly the kind of thing that we do not only to, to, to take care, to manage actual investments, but mm. to talk about what you need them to do for you and, and how to accomplish that, that goal. One of the things that I find um, very uh, interesting about this, this question is not necessarily uh, the mechanics of what needs to be done because you're absolutely right. Is this something a financial advisor can help with? Yes. Next. <laughs> but, but it goes way beyond that. It, it, it addresses, these are, these are mature people. Mm -hmm. They have successfully held on to a lot of money. Mm -hmm. 500 grand is not a sharp stick in the eye. This is serious money. So clearly they've got a lot of skills. They don't know what a financial advisor does. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe even more encouraging to them and everyone else listening who's maybe not 100% sure what a financial advisor does. Uh, um, we are not Ken Fisher. Ken Fisher, what a tool. Um, uh, advertising nonstop. Uh, if I understand correctly, it used to be... Um, $500,000 was their minimum. Now it's half a million. So it's changed dramatically. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my clients said he gets those, those invitations like every other month. And they have changed their verbiage from 500000 to half a million. They and say that? Apparently the, oh. some marketing test guru thought that they are investment advisors only. And in my opinion, not the best. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm not. But I could be. But I'm not. Ask them a tax question. <laughs> Ask them a question. Should I buy my next car or lease it? No clue. Ask them a question. I have four children, uh, two of which are on their own and very successful, one of which still lives at home and, and will lose every dollar on the minute he gets it, and one of which has special needs and I'm going to have to care for for the rest of my life. Um, can you help me with the estate planning? Ask them that. Ask them the question of, I'm 60, uh, my wife is 54. I'm wondering about social security because we have this gap. Should I wait until 70? Does that help her? Should she take her? Yeah. Ask them that or stop over to our world headquarters and, and have a chat with a gentleman who knows that inside and out and can help you specifically or ask them. I, I have this term insurance policy for 3 million bucks and 
it's going to expire. And I'm really young. But there's, I got to know what to do with it. Yeah, ask them that and, and have them say, look, we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. A true financial advisor is more than an investment advisor. We do all of that, of course, of course. But the impact and, and, and you have had, I've lost track of the number of stories that you have told me about your clients where the impact on their lives was dramatic and it had nothing to do with their money. Mm -hmm. It was a piece of advice. It was a piece of counsel. It was a guidance. It was a social security recommendation, uh, social security, which I don't know, only has millions perhaps of dollars of impact on your retirement. Oh yeah. That's mm -hmm. all. That's, <laughs> yeah. But we don't, you know, Ken Fisher, I don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> annuities. Yeah. We, we would, we, I, over my dead body, Ken Fisher, I will not sell an annuity unless it's over my dead body, which is a very encouraging statement actually, because <laughs> someday they're going to do the right thing. Um, without understanding that for some folks, Mr. Ken Fisher, who claims to be a fiduciary doing whatever's in the best interest of their clients. How about the client who is best served by knowing in their heart of hearts, they will never run out of money. They will have an annuity pay them as long as they live. Or the client that just says, I, I don't want to pay the tax and, and I just want a nice modest rate of return. So do you have an annuity that does it? Yes, we do. Hmm. So the kinds of impacts, sometimes it, it's just listening mm -hmm. has a tremendous impact. But in, in your tenure as a financial advisor, you have accumulated a tremendous list of clients where the impacts have been dramatic, almost unconnected to how their money is invested. Mm -hmm. So when we get clients, as we mentioned earlier, if you beat the S&P 500 yeah. by a thousand percent, I'm going to just please. You don't get it. Nope. You don't get it. Nope. There's so much more. You're on it. the you're on the wrong bus. Yes. Speaking in uh, this is uh, bus stop, bus stop. I'd be really impressed. <laughs> That'd be really quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow. That is. Well, that's. It's John. It's, it's not like <laughs> 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Gene at askmtm.com. Your calls, your emails after this on More Than Money. idea why that's the biden fetterman chorus well remember what? when you were talking to gunther earlier and you were mimicking the way they speak 
That sounded just like that. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, okay. Oh, all right. I, I, maybe I'm just slow. The oh. Yeah. <laughs> Play it back <laughs> and then it'll all connect the dots for you. <laughs> don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. I don't think the two of you ganging up on me is the right way to go. I think our listeners would disagree. <laughs> all right. That know? part is probably true. <laughs> oh, boy. 610-720-7900, Gene at AskMTM.com, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. Uh, one of our most loyal listeners writes, the problem I have with the whole ESG ideology is that when you remove the hype, the smoke and mirrors, the standards that are being used to determine that somebody is ESG are neither objective nor measurable. Yes. You can't, well... Once you start adding the parameters of values into the equation, number one, whose values are being reflected? The test being used invariably reflects a woke liberal agenda that does not reflect my what. Uh, and, and now what we have is ESG in the 800-pound gorilla of large investment firms. Absolutely true. The largest producer of uh, fossil fuels in the world is what company? I'm sorry, the largest producer of fossil fuels, oil, gas, Exxon Mobil. Exxon I, I, I'm guessing that's true. There might be a Chinese company, mm. but let's use Exxon Mobil. Sure. Largest uh, investment, the company making the largest investments in non-fossil fuel alternative energy like wind and solar, et cetera, is? Exxon Mobil. Exxon Mobil. So is it ESG or isn't it? <laughs> hmm. Oh. Who and who decides? And who decides? Yeah, yeah. So, well said, sir. You are absolutely correct. I have nothing to argue with. Uh, gentleman writes, I have lived in my home for 51 years. The original purchase price was 53000 Okay. Current value is? 280000 900000 oh. I have oh. made several improvements to the I'll home. I'll say. <laughs> I do not currently have plans to sell the home, but realize at some point in the future, the cost basis of the home will have to be determined. Mm. I'm 83. My wife is 70. Look at you going for the young babes. Go ahead, buddy. You go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's it, he's just done what every man aspires you to. It's fist what him, it's what like... exactly? Are you kidding me? It's what I've done. It's what Zach's done. It's what Chad's done. It's what Mark's done. We've married way over our heads. Oh, I, was, I thought you meant what, younger because Zach's not, one year does not. You know. that, yeah, one year is one year. It's yeah. younger, but still, no. We've married women that we simply don't deserve. It's mm. just God bless you, sir. Uh, I've made the same capital improvements to the home more than once. Of course, mm -hmm. fifty-three Over years. The, yeah, uh, a couple of roofs, for example. Yep. Um, new furnace, AC twice. I've also installed wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, then torn it out, refinished the wood force, mm. etc. Um, our appliances, an improvement. Is there a difference between a plugged-in appliance and a built-in dishwasher? Yes. Uh, to ease the burden to whomever may settle my estate, I have created a spreadsheet using old receipts to calculate the cost basis. Some costs, however, seem to be iffy. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, can you provide guidance on calculating cost basis? P.S. Do long-term owners actually keep receipts, or do they estimate the cost at the time of sale? Ah, yeah. Fascinating question. It is. Very, very good. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Wow. 
so much confidence in me. Um, I researched this once of a year or two ago for someone who had a question, and my understanding is that um, when it comes to actual cost basis when it's time to, to sell and calculate your capital gains, only like the most recent improvements that have been done repeatedly actually count. Like the, if you've replaced the roof more than once, you don't add all of those to your cost basis because the earlier improvements are kind of already re- replaced. <laughs> um, so it's not an added value to the house anymore. If, if that is true, and I have no reason to believe it's not, because you're pretty thorough, <laughs> I would fight that in court. Would you? Absolutely. Uh, if I didn't spend the first roof replacement, the house would have fallen in, fallen into disrepair. That's true. And the value would have dropped dramatically. Yeah. So don't tell me I didn't have, I can't get to capital improvements twice. It's weird. Like I remember reading the definition of it and I think there is a lot of gray area in this. Um, well, it depends on paint colors mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like about the lasting, you know, like that the, was a wife response. Like, oh, I'm not even going <laughs> yeah, to acknowledge it. Just going to move. Let's on. keep moving. Just plow forward. <laughs> now, speaking of plowing forward, I want this gentleman to pump his brakes a bit. Okay. Because his assumption is at some point, uh, somebody's going to need all this stuff. Maybe not. If they inherit the house, it's a stepped-up cost basis. That's true. If you retain the home, he said he has no plans on selling. Uh If you live in the home for the entirety of your life, and your wife does as well, and your children, grandchildren, somebody else inherits the home, they don't need any of it. That makes it way easier. You can just uh, delete the spreadsheet and throw away your receipts. No. <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah, that's right. That 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 does eliminate all of that. It won't matter. Won't matter. Uh, the iffy uh, um, calculations for cost basis or, or capital improvements, uh, a reasonable estimate, a reasonable Assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a refrigerator 27 years ago. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Was it 800 or 1,000? Who, who cares? Uh, put 900 and yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, bottom line is that the IRS is, uh, despite their well-earned reputation, <laughs> they are not uh, typically, in, in terms of these kinds of things, morons. Here's my spreadsheet. Wow, you've made a real effort. As opposed to the person who walks in and goes, eh, 900. Eh, I got about 800 in it. Right. You, you have what? <laughs> uh, show me. <laughs> well, I, I don't actually have anything to show you, uh, but I got about 800 in it. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> Zero. You're going you're gonna to pay taxes, penalties, interest, yeah. and we're going to slap you in the head because yeah. you're a moron. This gentleman is, is demonstrating a tremendous effort to get the correct number. So fill in a reasonable number. You can note it as an estimate. You can note it as by memory, whatever. Uh, does the IRS expect that you're going to have those receipts from 52 and a half years ago? Uh, uh, maybe, but so what? Yeah. Demonstrate that you're making a reasonable effort. I think they will treat you very, very respectfully. Yeah. Uh, however, the best thing you can do, first of all, live a long time. Don't let your wife off the hook. Don't do that. Live another at least 17 years. Happy, healthy 100. That'd be fabulous. 
and just, uh, you know, let her ring. I thought he'd be gone by now. That kind of thing. I get it. I'm, I'm with your brother. Bottom line is um, live a good long life. Enjoy your home. Pass it through your estate. Stepped up basis means they don't care about any of the cost basis. It becomes... As if it happened today, the new cost basis is nine hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. It's a pretty for cool your, thing for your kids. Yeah, pretty cool good. thing. I do recommend keeping the receipts as much as you possibly can yeah, for big stuff, especially. Like I have a folder. Whenever we do an improvement on the house, I put the invoice, the receipt, whatever in there. So we built the deck. We have that. We got hardwood floors installed. I have that. You replace the roof. I have that. Not only for cost basis purposes, but for issues in the future that might come up with any of those things or if we do decide to sell our house and you think about oh you know how when you read those listings and they say you know new furnace new whatever it's very it'll make it much easier for me to prepare that information for the prospective buyers to say we installed this in 2012 and we installed this in you know 2020 and um just keep the receipt there's not a lot of work to just put them in a folder and then when you if you need to add them up or whatever you have them some of his receipts would be on parchment, yeah. <laughs> quill pens, yes. that kind of stuff, yeah. 53 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought my first house. It will now be 50 years ago and paid $21,000. And now my real estate taxes are more than I paid for my first house. <laughs> and you go, are you kidding me? Uh. I shared with uh, with Megan, who many of you have heard through the show. If you haven't, uh, Folds of Honor, we raised $114,401, a new record. We know that because Megan worked six hours yesterday consolidating spreadsheets and bringing everything together that we could possibly find and getting it all organized. So thank you so much to her. Uh, she's talked about uh, – she enjoys uh, – um, uh, like home renovations, that kind of mm. thing. So Paint, Juliana. paper, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I said, maybe you want to buy a property and work on it. And uh, that, that'd be great fun. My, fir- my first house was a three-unit apartment building. I lived in one. Uh, one of the apartments paid my mortgage. The other apartment paid my real estate taxes and my insurance. I lived there for 30 bucks. It was glorious. It was just glorious. And it was kind of the start. It was the start of... All the rest of this. Mm-hmm. So great fun indeed. 610-720-7900. John was giving me a uh, raft of crap, as he often does. But he made a very appropriate point, probably by mistake, probably accidental. Oh, okay. It was a valuable point, so it probably was not intentional on his part. That uh, Monday, we will have our show podcast uh, posted to our website. So if you missed... The grand announcement earlier with Bobby Gunther Walsh, or if you missed uh, the um, fistful of emails that we've answered and the exchanges and the information that we shared, you got it Monday. John does his magic with the electrons. That goes to Megan. She does her magic, getting it posted on our website. And you, uh, you have access to that. And hundreds of you, hundreds of you, I'm very impressed, very impressed. Hundreds of you uh, pick up the show by podcast and uh, often we'll get uh, some feedback that... Uh, that's fantastic. You guys are the best. You're just the best. Uh, 610-720-7900. Speaking of the best, what did I do with that? I had one that I do not see. Ah, here we go. Do you remember the question that we, um, all right, 
not we, that Jean got really snarky about the gentleman that was talking about the destination wedding. Yes, of course. And his, and his wife wanted to spend five grand and he was like being, a, am I being stupid? Yes, you're being like moronic. Yes. Uh, this gentleman writes from uh, a, a, a state far afield. So he's listening on iHeartMedia. Gene, I have to say the response to the question of the fellow too cheap to pay for a trip to a wedding was spot on. If I lived in the Lehigh Valley, Gene would be my financial guy. Not only would I have a confidant, well-rounded advisor, but also a life coach and a family counselor. <laughs> well, congratulations Thank to you. Thank you so much. Look at that. A little promo. I got a promotion there. Do I get a bump and raise? Okay. Something? I'll talk to uh, Diane. If yeah, it's a real name. that's not going to happen. Okay, <laughs> um, if you if you didn't hear it, guy was a moron. His his wife's cousin had a destination wedding; it was going to cost five grand. And in the email, he bragged, "I make so much more money than my yeah. wife, and I have a fancy car. And, oh, I do spend so much money on myself. I'm so amazing." But it would be five grand to take my wife and my daughter to this thing. And she the, barely even talks to uh, her cousin. Uh, <laughs> you know, cousin didn't even show up at our wedding, and he yeah. gave us like nothing. Oh, the gift was so pedestrian. <laughs> so I, I, I said, Lee, you want to go? We'll spend your savings. Uh, am I being stupid? And I went, No, you're being a moron, an idiot, selfish. Your wife deserves better. I suggested that she go alone and troll the wedding <laughs> guests for some a replacement Looking edition. For a bachelor. Just you know, I just I'm just saying she can do way way better, and that uh, a real man, a real man, would say this is so cool. What a great opportunity. Who cares about the cousin? It's irrelevant. We're using the cousin as an excuse, mm-hmm. so that my wife and my daughter. You got a daughter, you moron. Your wife and your daughter gets to see that dad has love and care and respect for them and treats them like the princesses that they are Aww. and do all that stuff. Um, not unlike uh, this. This will be the fun part for SFA. Uh, so as Dave is listening on the compliance side uh-huh. or uh, Veronica or anybody uh-huh. that's listening. I'm gonna see, are their eyes going to get wide? They're, they're yeah. going to go. It's just the way I think about SFA and and the uh, uh, the workshops and the, the mm-hmm. conferences they organize for us. Mm-hmm. We're just using them. Oh. We're just using them. <laughs> it's my opportunity to take our team. We have so much fun. We enjoy ourselves to the ultimate. And it's my opportunity to sh- demonstrate to them that I value them. And, and that, that they are important in our lives and that they get to enjoy nice spots. Savannah's fantastic. Atlanta was a little muggy. A little muggy. But what are you going to do? <laughs> Where Next year, Dallas? Dallas. Dallas. That's, that's going to be great. I've never been to Texas. I'm excited about that. That's very exciting. Yeah, I know. It's flashing. The lights are flashing in the studio. Either that or I'm having a stroke. One or the other. It's, yeah. Oh, oh, you saw it too? No, okay, yeah, then I'm okay. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. So it's just, it's a socially acceptable excuse to do something that you would want to do anyway mm-hmm. and do it in a really cool way. And just, and, and, and just uh, our trip to Savannah in April, we learned a ton. There's no question we were very engaged. 
Um, and Alyssa was very active in sharing great ideas. She was part of a, a prominent panel in front of the entire group, a couple hundred advisors in there listening very carefully to how she does her work. And, uh, and, and then we listen carefully to other folks and we steal their best ideas and mm-hmm. claim that we invented them. <laughs> but the real, uh, not, not the real, part of, of it, yeah. the, the real impact is just you're away from home. You're in a really cool place. You're seeing some wonderful things. You're eating some fascinating ice food. cream. Well, the ice cream was really good. What was the name of that place? Um, ah, it starts with an L, I think. Oh crap! It's a very famous ice cream shop oh, in Savannah. Man, yeah. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I know. Um, but the shri- oh, it, oh but and shrimp and grits. Oh, shrimp and grits were so good. I only had four different restaurants serve me shrimp and grits. You're in the South. You might as well yeah, get the very best. So, uh, yes, I was rather harsh with this gentleman. And, uh, Leopold's ice cream. Oh, I told you it was a no. You're right. Got it. Although I had Lutz in my head. Uh, so, you know, I would like to encourage anyone who wants to invite me to a destination wedding in Aruba, like next year, you know, I will graciously accept the invitation. <laughs> well, how generous of you. She just gives till it hurts. Yep. Uh, this woman makes sacrifices. <laughs> she just, you're willing to go to Aruba, that hellhole, and spend some. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that email from that gentleman, I was going to say gentleman, that's not correct. Nope. That man was just remarkable in how, you know, he was dripping with, you know, his financial oh. um, stability and success and, and bragging and all that. But then didn't want to do this even though it was important to his wife and it like he could afford to it's different when you know if that email would have been like i really wish i could bring my wife Uh, and my daughter to this wedding but we're our budget's tight Mm -hmm. and you know then you talk about okay well sometimes you have to make sacrifices and it's better to not live beyond your means and blah 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 that was not the case this guy was just being a jerk face jerk face yeah uh one of our most uh loyal uh, listeners and a longtime client and a really good friend uh, wrote a, in an email that we covered, he and I covered yesterday, but uh, I think it's an important question. Uh, on your Saturday show, that would be us. Stay on it. Okay. Uh, you discuss spousal social security benefits. Yes. Uh, the wife could take her benefit early and have a penalty. Of course. Yes. Sure. So if you take it before your normal retirement age, which is right now between 66 and 67, Mm -hmm. uh, you say, hey, I'm going to take it early because I I think they're going to go bankrupt. I want it at 62. You get way less. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, When her husband reaches his full Social Security benefit age, she can then reapply to take half of his full benefit minus a penalty portion since she started hers early. Mm -hmm. So- um, using simple numbers, she started hers at 62, and she's getting um, $900 a month. He started his at normal retirement age. He's getting four grand. Half of four grand is two grand, so she gets two. Wait a second. No, she doesn't. Because she started early, she's yeah. going to get a reduction. Right. It's it's not a small number. It's no. it's like 25%. Yeah. So instead of two grand, it, her number is fifteen hundred. She's still getting more, mm-hmm. but it's reduced. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the question: uh, If the husband dies, and the wife applies for survivor benefit, mm-hmm. 
will she still be penalized because she took her initial benefit early? No. No. If she takes a survivor benefit, the way that works is if her husband already had started his when he dies, she would be entitled to however much he was collecting. She'll only be penalized if she's younger than full retirement age when she claims the survivor benefit. So if she's at least full retirement age at the time that she starts her survivor benefit, she gets the full amount her husband was receiving. Um, So when widows are not yet full retirement age, Mm. it's a really good idea to request a benefit matrix from Social Security. So you understand the good news, the bad news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good news is if you wait to a certain number, you're going to maximize your survivor benefit. Many widows here, well, I get survivor benefits at age 60. Well, you are eligible you're, at you're age eligible 60. and you, you could request them, but you're going to take a big hit. Yes. Yes. And if you are more patient, mm-hmm. if, if possible, yes, if you need it at 60, you take it. That's right. Absolutely. If you got to pay the bills, you pay the bills. Right. But bottom line is that it, it, it's a very interesting little wrinkle and a good question. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, we had someone who could research that. I didn't have to research it. Everybody you knew that just off the top of your head. Look mm-hmm. at you. You're like. I'm, my, I'm Mark's protege. Mini Mark. <laughs> mini Mark. Which is uh, actually where I get most of my deli sandwiches over at the Mini Mark. That's. I may have that. Do wrong. they also have a slot machine there, like the one down the street from our office? Have you ever been in there? That's scary, man. There's like a little friendly food mart attached to a gas station. I went in there once to get like look for like bananas or something, and there's slot, slot machine? machines. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've yeah. been in there. I didn't. It was weird. That. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. Or maybe I went to the wrong one. <laughs> maybe they owe me money. How much time do we have there, sir? Uh, one of the. Um, uh, remarkable things in being in my profession for as many years as I have is that I get tons of feedback. I'm, I'm in the loop in terms of informational streams from lots of different sources, some of which are, eh, a lot of which are very respectable and very insightful. And I was surprised uh, to learn from what I consider to be one of the thought leaders in our industry um, that, that he was sharing a, a great insight, a great insight that one of the most valuable ways that a financial advisor can um, uh, invite clients uh, to his office is through the use of a second opinion meeting, as if this was newly discovered information. Um, you should try that, Gene. We, <laughs> we, we've been trying it successfully for many, many years, and we offer that to you. If you have any concerns about your individual uh, situation, whether it's a specific question or whether it's the entirety of your financial plan, your retirement plan, etc. cetera. Uh, all you have to do is ask. We have wonderful advisors. Well, not us, but the other advisors are really wonderful. I'm kidding. Wonderful advisors uh, that you can sit with, uh, have a complete review. Uh, there's no charge. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. All you have to do is ask. And you can ask easily. You can send me an email, gene at askmtm.com, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. You can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And you can go old school, 24-7. You can give us a phone call, 
746-7007. If you call during normal business hours, you'll talk to wonderful ladies who are far nicer than we are, and they'll help you. And if you call after hours, leave a message. We'll get back to you, of course. 610-746-7007. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. Oh, dark 30 indeed. (laughs) We'll see you next week on More Than Money.